ਵਾਹਿਗੁਰੂ ਜੀ ਕਾ ਖਾਲਸਾ ਵਾਹਿਗੁਰੂ ਜੀ ਕੀ ਫਤਿਹ ਵਾਹਿਗੁਰੂ ਜੀ ਕਾ ਖਾਲਸਾ ਵਾਹਿਗੁਰੂ ਜੀ ਕੀ ਫਤਿਹ ਵਾਹਿਗੁਰੂ ਜੀ ਕਾ ਖਾਲਸਾ ਵਾਹਿਗੁਰੂ ਜੀ ਕੀ ਫਤਿਹ ਵੈਲਕਮ ਟੂ ਦ ਡਿਸਕਸਿੰਗ ਫੁੱਟਬਾਲ ਪੋਡਕਾਸਟ ਦ ਪਲੇਟਫਾਰਮ ਰਿਲੇਟਿਡ ਬੋਥ ਔਨ ਐਂਡ ਆਫ ਦ ਪਿਚ ਅਬਾਊਟ ਅ ਬਿਊਟੀਫੁਲ ਗੇਮ ਵੀ ਗੋਟ ਅ ਅਜੈਂਡਾ ਲਾਈਨਡ ਅਪ ਟੁਡੇ and then just finishing off on Manchester United and are their hopes still alive for top 4 but before we start let's get our panel on first and as always navrad sen kick us off please wahiguru ji ka khalsa wahiguru ji ki fatah hai this is navrad sen all things red white and black glory glory manchester united for times uh the biggest club in world football uh big stuff in England anyway so yeah this is me Stuff's possible, being at my hometown club, and uh, Brentford being down the road. So as well, so yeah, <laughs> all things red, white and black, and, and a little bit of gold. <laughs> nice one, thank you very much. And we've got a new uh, panellist today on our podcast. Uh, Jagroop Singh is actually making his debut, so go on then. I'm, I'm obviously from Jagroop and a very uh, passionate Liverpool fan. also hometown is brentford as well but yeah um that biggest club in england maybe winning it six times doesn't really count does it so yeah. i think we can debate that one to the end as well but yeah that's all about yeah. liverpool no that's that's a cup team and that's a cup competition it's all about the league it's all about the league no worries the group saying it's great to have you on my name is jabon singh a very passionate manchester united fan from watford So the first thing that we're going to delve into and came as a bit of a shock to be honest um you know the sudden announcement of Jurgen Klopp leaving um no one sort of really expected that and obviously then from a Liverpool's perspective we're just going to throw you straight into it how do you feel about that so i think like everyone else i think you've captured it well is the shock element was quite massive and again you know my own personal stories are actually in our loft doing some work and so I rang me up and went how are you feeling I was like what's happened because check sky sport looked at it I was literally silent for ages like it is just a shock um as a little fan and again with Klopp he signed his new contract so we were quite um happy that you know he'll last for a few um a few you know a few seasons longer bed this team in and then hand over to whoever they were going to hand over to and I would actually thought it's been Pep Linden assistant manager to keep continuity but yeah the shock was there but then the way he's expri- the way he's explained it and I've watched the video and I'm sure you guys have seen it as well is it makes sense as well like if he's if you haven't got the energy like you're saying and the passions dwindling a little bit then you know he's an all-in type of manager so he's he won't be effective if he can't be all in and if he ain't got the energy for it I kind of rate him for just not being a passenger yeah I think he's been honest yeah and i think that's really rare in the game at the moment so from that perspective you know hats off to the guy i mean uh just before obviously uh naraj i'm just going to ask one quick question um uh before we go to you um obviously you knew that this day was going to come at some point um but you just don't sort of expect it that soon um yeah. especially knowing that still you think to yourself he's still got a few more years left in the game and I'm sure he'll go to another club and I know he's clarified that he's not coming to any English club the Germany job is always going to be there hanging in the wait and I'm sure he'll take that challenge one day 
but like yourself how obviously this is only like um like a guess sort of but how where did you see this going with Klopp uh did you th- do you think that again he would sign another contract extension in a few years time and because yeah, of the I... fact that it was another rebuild wasn't it of a team yeah yeah i mean the way he said Liverpool 2.0 and the way the team's been this season, real young players coming through. I, I actually thought the announcement, if if ever it came, would be yeah, contract extension. I thought he was well up for it. He seemed reinvigorated, but it's obviously a false storm in that sense. But yeah, I, I, I certainly thought he was going to do well with his team and set him up for like continued success or at least challenging for the top honours. But like I said, yeah, he's just... Don't know what's happened here now. Go ahead. Uh, the broad thing? Well, I've got to admit, I was really, really sad. Really, really upset. You know? And, um, you know, it was such a bad day. Terrible. Work-wise, everything else. You know? And then I put the news on. And I started dancing. You know? <laughs> I got so happy. I don't know what happened. Because... <laughs> It's a clock leaving Liverpool. Made my day. <laughs> right. That's it. <laughs> no, but seriously, look, the, the biggest compliment I can probably say is uh, that, that, yeah, I'm happy he's going. Right, yeah. That, and there's obviously a reason for that, right? Just like Little Fans are happy, Fergie's retired and all that kind of stuff. All yeah. right. And yeah. um, just like I'll be even more delighted about Pepe Lee's. <laughs> right. So yeah. All right. Yeah. Um, but. <sighs> It did. It did hit a shock because I played straight. We heard on the on the WhatsApp first on the groups that we have through social media and stuff. Mm. That somebody's having a wind up, right? It would then look on and just make us happy, right? At that thing, Klopp is leaving, right? And I thought this is you can't be right. So it's uh, so I had to always put the TV on, go home, uh, put the Sky Sports on, and then hey presto, the guy's leaving. I thought, wow, nine years, mm-hmm. nine years. Okay, that's fine. And um, for me, right, as a United fan, yes, I am happy, as you gathered. But I think it's also also sad as well, in a way, that he's a good manager, prime manager, and he's given us lots of entertainment on and off the pitch. His press conferences, yeah. his uh, passion on the, on the touchline, and, um, well, to a lesser extent, his results on the field, right? I mean, all the last season, I haven't feel like last season was pretty good, right? And uh, but um, yeah, that's 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 what I have to say. I mean, I think uh, he's, he's he's been a really really good manager, and uh, I was I was sad and happy. Sad that I suppose Premier League's losing uh, character, but happy yeah. that uh, on a on a competitive point of view that yeah uh, it'll be another rebirth for Liverpool in some sense, you know, on that. That's my view on it. I'm very, I'm very similar to you, Navrad Singh. Obviously, the Man United mm-hmm. fan inside of me was absolutely buzzing, um, yeah. and quite rightly so. How, how you've mentioned um, a lot of sort of you could say the rival teams um, must have felt exactly the same when Alex Ferguson, you know, ten years ago called it a day, just like yeah. how we're all going to be buzzing when Pep does it. And I think yeah. it's even more powerful when a manager uh, who's made an impact. Uh, calls it a day rather than a player. Yet players are so influential as well. But what it is, the manager is the most important ingredient uh, of a club alongside the fans. Uh, that's just a personal perspective from myself. Um, 
But again, from where he did pick up Liverpool, just from a football side of things, he is 100% a footballing man. There's no doubt about it. Um, even before he even came to Liverpool, mm. um, I think everyone enjoyed him, except Bayern Munich fans, probably, right? Um, <laughs> and, and and let's be honest, um, after Salix, he was sort of like one of those managers that you did ideally want. Um, even when he was at Liverpool, I, I like, I'm going to be very honest with you, if someone did say, oh yeah, you can have Jürgen Klopp, surely he is one of the managers that you'd actually want to consider. Um, but the next question which links on to this is, his success or what he's done at Liverpool, not only has he turned you guys around from, look, you, you, your average position is what you, you were first at that time trying to even top, fight for top five, top four. Um, with with a few seasons before that, it's it, it shambolic. They were where we are now, basically. Yeah, exactly, you know? exactly. Brendan got close, but I think even many Liverpool fans knew that, okay, cool, Brendan's not going to be the man. And then Klopp was that type of a guy that played on the front foot, that heavy metal attacking football, which has fans on the edge of their seats, which makes them stand up. And for what he achieved, you know, like that, you can only applaud him. Um, but again, after then winning Premier League and a Champions League, did you expect him? And to group, like, just be honest, I know when you're up against a juggernaut of City, be it with the spending power, the quality that they have, not just in their starting eleven, but their whole squad, the depth that they have, and of course, Pep Guardiola, who for me right now is currently the best manager in football. Did you still ex- do you think sort of he underachieved in a way as well? Or did Never. he overachieve? I think okay. what Klopp's done is overachieved. And again, the controversial topic that comes up for on this one is net spend. But I think it's mm-hmm. quite important in the sense of when he, his hands are tied given yeah. Liverpool's working model. Um, and again, I'll politely disagree with Pep being the best manager at the moment because... <laughs> With the resources he's got, the way I the way I put that is look, and then again I will put a compliment to Manchester United in a in a second here. If yeah. Pep was in charge of the current Manchester United squad, the current Liverpool squad, or the current Chelsea squad, would he achieve what he's done at Man City? The answer, I believe, is a resounding no. Right, I'll, I would have to agree with that. No. Right now, but if you put Alex Ferguson in the same teams I put in the current Liverpool team, the current Chelsea team, even the current Manchester United team, you'd get a tune out of him. Right, that shows what the type of manager he was. That that last squad that Manchester United were left with when Fergie called it a day, he won the league by twelve clear points. I think it was twelve or thirteen clear points mm. with a squad yeah. that had no business finishing first. That mm. was him. It was an aging squad, yeah. yeah, yeah. And he still managed twelve points. is massive, and he did that. Yeah. Now Klopp, if you look at what he's done, he's missed out in the league, um, hitting ninety-seven points one season, winning it with. Um, I think was it ninety six on the one, another one. He's hit the high nineties on the three occasions. Missed out to yeah. a Man City team by one point when they've had unlimited spend, and we'll see what the FFP charges end up being. But you know, if, we're, mm. if it's to be believed, they've cheated their way or fabricated their way forward. Allegedly, yeah. yeah, yeah, allegedly, and and that's had an yeah. impact on. If it's all true, that has an impact on the squad and the players they can call upon. So those tight games, you end up getting a 
one nil or a two one or coming back, that makes a difference. Klopp's managed to go pound for pound against that, as you as you said earlier on, juggernaut of a team. So actually, mm. to, he's won everything. There's nothing. Yeah. I mean, if he wins the Europa League this season, there's not a single trophy he hasn't won in his whole time at Liverpool with his hands tied behind his back. In, or at least one hand behind his back. I'm not saying Liverpool are paupers, they're not. When you look at them in the league table of net spend, they're below weight. I think they're like eighth or ninth. They, there's no, they've got no business being, if we talk about just spend alone, but then what he's also done, he's come along and revamped the youth team, the youth setup. If you look at the players that have come in, he's the one who brought Trent in. You've got Curtis Jones that's yeah. come in. The players, uh, now Connor Bradley, Harvey Elling, Harvey Elliott, when he came in, I know we got from Fulham, but he was in the youth team for a while as well. Um, he's he, It's been seamless. In this lot, all right, yes, the Arsenal game the other day, but even if you take this season, Salah, Endo, yeah. all these players have been out of action for a long time. Who's actually spoken about the players that Liverpool are missing? Even Trent's been out for a while. Andy Roberts has been out for a while. If you said that a couple of seasons ago, you're going to, those two fullbacks will be missing for six, seven games. Be like Liverpool fall apart. No one's noticed. Why? That's all yeah. down to club. When, and again, without any disrespect to again United, but you missed Casemiro, for instance, last season, yeah. and it was like if we haven't got Casemiro, we don't play the same. You miss Martinez, or we don't play the same. We're talking about two fullbacks. We've had midfielders out. Our main striker or goal scorer, creative player in Salah's been out. No one's noticed. That's all down to Klopp and his management, the structure they put in place. So I think what he's done as a club is overachieved. And, you know, it's not about harping back to the old days, but it's very similar to what Bill Shankly did. He put the whole club structure on board, didn't win a shed load of trophies, but he won enough trophies. And then when Bob Paisley came, he built on that structure. And again, you know, it might be a topic for another day, but again, whoever, if they get the manager right next time, Klopp's is all Klopp's doing if they he's got a really good foundation to build upon. So I think he's overachieved my my personal view. And mm-hmm. given a as a Liverpool fan in the nineties, watching Man United win everything, mm-hmm. right? As a, yeah. and then through you, Man United, I had no expectations in my lifetime. Again, I was very young, obviously, when Liverpool were actually doing stuff, but they've not done anything. I, and even under Brendan Rodgers, I never thought he's the right manager. He got lucky in one season, Rafa, lucky in one season in the, in terms of the league, at least. I didn't have an expectation they would do something great, but to sustained success and sustained challenge, and to let's face it, one point is the difference between like one of those draws being a win. That's as close as you're going to get to a high-spending team with a, a very good manager in Pep Guardiola. But, but, no, but then this, this is what I'm trying to say as well, and again, I'm going to speak just very just shortly just about my club here. My club structure is actually an absolute mess. Navrad Singh, you'll agree. We've, we've been yeah. speaking about this for God knows how many years, right? 100%. Um, structure, the wrong appointments of managers, of players, of um, lack of football knowledge, of lack of footballing men behind the scenes. Um, obviously, look, I think there should be another podcast of the rivalry between Pep and um, Klopp on another day. But when speaking about structures... The only reason why I said why I rate Pep Guardiola as well. Okay, cool. He has got a brilliant structure. He has got that spend. But the thing is, you still have to deliver. And he has actually delivered and fair play to him. But this is the thing is like with Liverpool, after winning that, after going, 
you lost by a point and then you won the Champions League that year. Correct me yeah. if I'm wrong. Yeah, that's correct. Then you won the then you won the Premier League. Um and then what happened the following season? You had a slight drop off. Then the season after that, you lost by another point, I think. Yeah, won the double of the cup, yeah, domestic yeah. cups and Champions League yeah. final. Yeah. But then th- that's what I'm saying is like at then did you expect there to be like another win in between that time? Because you've yeah. already won it. Yeah, I did yeah. expect the win. And again, I think from an expectation point of view, I think from an expectation point, only Man United fans can resonate with what I'm about to say. Every yeah. season, you expect to win the league. Even if you think it's unrealistic, mm. your your expectation is we are winning the league this season because yeah. that's the expectations of the club. So when when Liverpool actually won it, the expectation was right, we're gonna do we're gonna retain it. The problem is, and again, there's two seasons, last season and the one after we won the league, is the season Man United having this season. You've had injury, we had injuries galore to key players yeah. Yeah. at the very early on in the season, then it, you're relying on fringe players. And again, and then what all that ends up happening is you have a bad season. By the time you recover, it's too late. And so, but the expectation was, yeah, we'll win the league again. We'll win the league again. And unfortunately, injuries along with a very good Manchester City team. If we take away their financial, whatever, they are a very good team. They're a no, winning 100%. machine. They're a winning yeah. machine. They churn out results. Like even take yesterday's result. They go one yeah. nil down and end up winning 3-1. How many times has that happened to them this season? Quite a few. They, you know, they're not the same team as last season, but they're still winning. And if they win the games in hand, they're top of the league without actually playing to their full potential. Mm. So they're a good team. They're going up against that. But yeah, we the expectation is win the league, win the Champions League. But under Klopp, the mm. expectation was we win every single game. When it was Brendan Rodgers, I was just like, will we win? Depends which team shows up. Yeah, you, There was never that real... And if you take this, one of his... That game where we lost 6-1 to Stoke. Yeah. That, was, that wasn't a shot. Oh, yeah, yeah. That was never a shot. Gerald's final loss, game, wasn't it? Yeah. He, yeah. And, and again, you just Great you, that sh- that should be a shock, but it wasn't. Under mm. Klopp, even a one 0 loss is a shock. Mm. Yeah, and I think that's the no, difference no, in expectations. No, no, yeah, no, 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 no. Yeah, yeah, no, no, no. Hey, Jags, but as as Jigmore will tell you, I'm not a big fan of the net spend argument in some sense because it deceives a little bit in in in, in a way because you think that the only way a club raises revenue is by selling players. There's many ways clubs raise revenue, not, not just by selling players. And the net spend by just looking at players is just one strand of income, right? Um, plus, I mean, Klopp has spent money. I mean, I think you got fortunate when Klopp came, you had a very good player in your hand uh, called, um, what's his name? Coutinho. Coutinho, right? And by selling him, he basically built you that Liverpool team. Yeah, yeah, uh, agreed. With Van uh, Virgil Van Dijk at that time was a world record for centre back, and Alisson yeah. was a world record for goalkeeper yeah. at those particular times. So money has, but I think um, that what Jags you touched on earlier about structure as well. What what club had was a a good structure behind them, because from what I'm reading, what I'm hearing, what the way I hear things is that he didn't necessarily want to like the club uh, club. It was by the, this transfer committee, they wanted uh, Salah to come in. 
Yeah, correct. And, um, and by Salah coming, he, he's the Eric Cantona moment for Liverpool, in some sense. Yeah. That he then joined everything together and catapulted the goal-scoring form and the attacking threat that you had. They had and Virgil van Dijk shored up the back line and gave him a nucleus up, up front, you know? So, um, I'm not going to enter the two debate who's the better Pepper club. That is a podcast for another time, I think. Um, yeah. I do have my opinions, so I think, but I can be swayed in the argument. But uh, ultimately, my, my first instinct, instinct will be to say Pep because at the end of the day, he has achieved. He's got the trophies in the bag. And, you know, even though you spend the money, you're not going to spend lots of money. But look where we are, right? It's, it's how, also how you utilize it as well. You know, so, but again, yeah. without getting too much deep on that line, we will do another pod, pod now, I suppose. But, you know, so, yeah. On, the, on your net spend, though, when you, you, see, you mentioned it, Coutinho, we had a really good player. But the only way he's selling him built us... Uh, the, the squad or starting the yeah. squad built. Pep Guardiola yeah. didn't need to do that. So if he if he had a if he had a Pep mm. uh, if he had a Coutinho type player, he didn't mm. need to sell him to go out and buy a centre back and a goalkeeper. He just went and bought a centre back at that time. If you think he spent fifty million on fullbacks, they didn't work out, and they went and spent another fifty million. They didn't yeah, have no, to sell them. Yeah, no, we no, had to sell them. Manchester United had to sell. To to back you up on that, to back you up on that argument, Pep's first season was uh unpepesque kind of thing. Yeah. I think they had just about finished straight uh squeezes top four uh, yeah, on that season. Four, I think goal on, difference, I think. On goal difference to United of all teams as well. That's yeah. right. Um so they squeezed it and what did Pep do in that close season? Spent bought two new fullbacks, both on world record fees for a fullback, Carl Walker and there was one of the fullbacks uh that they bought at the same time. And that virtually transformed the whole team for the next season. You know, so uh, yeah, I mean, I, 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 I hear you on that they do have an unlimited. Yeah. He didn't have to sell. He fans. didn't have to sell. So yeah. Manchester United, you've got Anthony, right? 75 mil. Yeah. If he doesn't perform, if he doesn't perform, you can't yeah. go out and spend another 75 million and just no. keep him in reserve. You have to yeah. sell players to balance the books and bring a player in. And that's Guardian, where we are at the moment. Yeah. Pep doesn't need to do that. He just goes out and goes, right, oh, we spent 70 million. Let's go and spend another fifty million. He doesn't have to that, and that that makes it easier. If Ten Hag, Pep Guardiola, Klopp, even um, what's his name, Arteta, had the same ability to keep your best players, don't worry about the duds and go out and spend more. They could all do the same thing. Yeah. No. Absolutely. No. No. Absolutely. So I mean, here's another thing though. Obviously. Now you'd see it as you've dodged a bullet by not uh, by not going after Caicedo and Lavia yeah. in the summer, yeah. who yeah. Uh, you know then went went to Chelsea. But let's be honest: if you were going to buy them, you'd have to spend anyway. Uh, every team has to spend regardless. All it yeah, is, yeah, yeah. you have your budgets, you have your limits, and this, that, the other. Uh, th- th- there was a point when Liverpool were the most dominant team in England. Obviously, we're talking 70s and 80s, where by then they were spending the most. When Manchester United came in, obviously the first, what, eight to nine years of the Premier League, Man United were actually outspent by three clubs, Liverpool, Tottenham and Newcastle. Mm. Fergie was successful, but then what it is after that, when it came to the early 2000s and after that, that's when Manchester United actually spent so much more money than the rest. 
So it goes to show that when you are at the top, you are obviously going to spend the most, and that does happen in every single league and every single country but, all around Europe Jack, and the world. But, but Jack, on that, on 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 that, not keeping with that theme as well. If you look at the transfer window, the biggest spenders in, in transfer window in the Premier League ever, United have only ever been the high spenders four times. Yeah, right. Yeah, but that's uh, the point, though. Is that you, at your your team also? The reason why, look, yes, there's a rivalry between Liverpool United, and I say this to my friends all the time: is mm. why are Liverpool Man United rivals? Because they were both winning things. If I, yeah, I've got a, I've got a love hate relationship with Man United, and it comes back to I'll come back to spending in a second. And reason is, I I love to hate United because you're the best rivals. Now, if you don't do well, so a lot is good to watch Man United suffer and the Man United fans suffer. Actually, <laughs> if it if it goes on for a long time, it actually is counterproductive to the rivalry because then you're no longer a rival because you're mid table fodder all the time. So actually, for Liverpool to maintain a rivalry with Man United, Man United have to do well. And actually, mm-hmm. that, those one points that we lost out to Man City, how much more fun and a laugh would it have been? And yeah, disappointment if that if you switch out Man City for Man United. First, the whole season would have been a very different season altogether. Yeah. And losing out to Man United by one point would hurt so much more yeah, than a manufactured more, yeah. club like Man City. Now, the reason why Man United, I respect Man United's victories. There's no, there's not a single thing that Man United won where I've gone lucky this, lucky that, or rubbish this, because you've done it the right way. Built using youth, Fergie comes in, builds the youth, you know, where they said you don't win anything with youth, but yeah, Fergie proved it wrong. You win a few trophies, leagues, get the prize money in, built up Old Trafford, made that bigger, the training ground, spent it all, commercial things, that all came from winning, and he did it the right way and built over a time. And then, yes, Mm. four or five seasons, early 2000s, when he started spending more, because... It was built in the right way. It wasn't a case yeah. of, and even in those days, you still had to sell players to buy new players. No, it wasn't just with Liverpool. Say again. Likewise, yeah. likewise with Liverpool in the seventies and the eighties, um, they did it in the in the right way, the clean way. Absolutely. Um, you know, and obviously, me and Nav, we we've mentioned this many times, even in the podcast as well. If there's there are two clubs that have done it in the proper way in England, it is Manchester United and Liverpool. Yeah, and that and that's what I think. The manufactured clubs, Chelsea, um, Man City, and now Newcastle might end up that way. But you know, it's yeah. it is. I can't respect anything they do. And Pep Guardiola actually recognised when he says, "Oh, Liverpool won the Champions League, and you not treated it more than when uh, Man City won a treble." Yes, because you are expected to win, whereas people like the Liverpools and to an extent even now the Uniteds aren't expected to win based against you lot because you're winning all the time. Where you've got all the sorry, all the money and all the rest of it. The I think bills and stuff like that, yeah. Yeah. Just yeah. moving I'm gonna... on a bit then. Yeah. Oh, sorry, now I've gone. Uh... No, 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 no. It's just it's okay. Yeah. I was just gonna say they've been the. I find it strange how City are near the top of the financial leagues. Uh, yeah. Of top earners, I think they've just been knocked off by Real Madrid this season. But I find that strange because because of when you think about the sports base of United or Liverpool. And the pull of those clubs, and how can they be having and a smaller stadium than United and, and Liverpool as well? How are they raising so much income? I just don't, don't it's just beyond me, you know. So, again, but, I think that'll be revealed after the FFP inquiry is done, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, go on, Joe, when you were uh, 
Yeah, my, my next question was going to be then, what are the expectations for Liverpool and Klopp um, from now to the end of the season? There's, there's the want one, the fantasy one is, does the quadruple signs off in style? Oh. Um, the realistic one is, I think Klopp won't change too much and I don't think the players change too much because of what he's put in. They're going to go every game as it comes, trying to win every game, but the priority has to be the league. As far as I'm concerned, it, mm. Klopp has to sign off with, with the league title, like hook yeah. or crew, sign off with a league title. Any other club, in addition, is then a bonus. The thing is, that's with all due respect. That's where I'm in a dilemma. I'm thinking the three teams fighting out for the league. Right? Yeah, I'm not putting Tottenham in this or Aston Villa. Right, yeah. Um, if City win it, they're the local Manchester club. Four times on the trot, never been done. You know, United have won the three peak, three, four times, two, well, three times, I think, I'm not sure. Right. But um, four times never been done. But then I don't want Liverpool to win it, to match United's 20. Not really. Then you have Arsenal. And, you know, Arsenal only has to win one trophy every 30 years, and I think they're the biggest club in the world's ever existed. Right. And so. It's it's just uh, you're stuck in a rock and a hard place, <laughs> right? That's my only thing, dilemma. Well, I'm hoping for another COVID. Well, I want to say I'm hoping for another COVID outbreak. I'm not really, obviously, but something that stops the season now and that's, it's over. <laughs> but, yeah. but I mean, I mean, it's look. I've, I've, we've been Liverpool fans have been in the same position Man United have been in is you don't want anyone to win it other than your club, and yeah, then yeah. the one teams that are left behind, you're thinking no, 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 but you just have to accept it. I think. The best example I give you is the year that um, Blackburn won it. Liverpool yeah. playing Blackburn. Didn't want Man United to win, but still beaten 2-1 and you lost to West Ham. But, you know, Man United, like I said, is I, as growing up, I used to think, yeah, what type of team are you? You know, we don't like you or whatever. But as, as I've got older, you appreciate what Ferguson done. You appreciate where Man United And I'm mm. actually, genuinely, I don't actually feel like... Rejoice at Man United's plight over the last few seasons. Yeah, one or two seasons is like ha 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 ha. Now it's like like this season, for instance. I look at Man United and I think you're having the same season Liverpool had last season. You have the mm. season we had two seasons ago. Like again, I speak to my friends about it. it's like I told them as soon as the injury struck Manchester United, right? Which was, I you're going to suffer because you've got too many key injuries, centre backs strikers, whatever, your your midfield, you're you're relying relying on fringe players. They're not they're supposed to come in and do a job for end of 20 minutes, uh, sorry, last 10 minutes, last five minutes. You're now relying on these players to come in and do a full 90 minutes. Then you haven't got the place to back them up. They're getting tired. By the time you get your full strength team, it's going to be too late. Mm. You know, at the moment, I think you're eight points off fourth. And the and it's not it's not the end of the world, but losing Martinez didn't help. But I think most of the players are back, and if they can gel quickly, what Ten Hag's trying to do is style of play. I can see Man United like putting a real good push. Whether it gets quite gets to that fourth place spot, I well, won't tell. Right? I'm hoping that fifth place will open. This there's a lot of talk that fifth place will qualify for Champions League as well, which uh, you know time will tell. I think it depends on how the English clubs and get on in Europe this season. Um, so if Liverpool go further in Europe, it'll benefit United. If City go further than Arsenal, it'll benefit United for the coefficients and stuff like that. So, and if that works out, United could sneak in through the back door by finishing fifth, even Champions League. 
You know, I mean, there is another topic that you forgot. You've also got Spurs, who are Spursy, right? So they yeah, might just right. give you the give give you that opportunity to get yeah. in. There. But, but realistically, the look, Man United this season is a write-off, right? I don't think you can judge Ten Hag when he's had a lot of pressure on him. He's he's yeah. got he's doing the right things, but mm. what are you supposed to do when you've got and got half your team playing? You know, you, like you know, mm. you know, he's relying on Evans at times. Yeah, I choice centre back. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, who would have thought that your your yeah. fifth choice centre back has played mm. more games than you'd expect in an entire season? Yeah, yeah. I think no, no. coming back Absolutely. to that, it, you're right about that because about Liverpool did Liverpool had something similar probably about two seasons ago. Or last season, even this. It's last know, season. It's when you had uh, when you had um, Van Dijk. Ah, oh, no, no. Yeah, when Van Dijk got injured. Yeah, centre back combinations. Yeah, you had so many centre back combinations that year, and we've already gone through what our twelfth or thirteenth different centre back partnership this season. Yeah, basically. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and 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 it, and it's not sustainable. And then again, even the goalkeeper, your goalkeeper, I just feel he's getting a bit of a hard run because the confidence is obviously comes with what's in front of you. He's not just a shot stopper, but if you keep changing your centre backs and pairings, he doesn't. He's new yeah. to the country, new to the team, new to everything. He needs time, but he needs a settled back four, back four. to help Absolutely. him. So he's not yeah. getting it because he, sometimes you can see the talent that's there. But again, the confidence is not there. So even something simple as does a player play the ball to his right foot, his left foot? Do they play? You know, just simple mm. things like that. And he's Absolutely. not getting any consistency. So he's he, he's hamstrung in that way. And he's not getting the protection from a defensive midfielder that yeah. they've all been injured. Mm. Yeah. Well, the good thing, I mean, I think we've had a bit more of an upturn now. Uh, last few games, especially scored in front of goal. Um, I think four goals here, four goals there, three goals here, three goals there, right? Things like that, and the comeback against Wolves. We wouldn't have done that before Christmas, yeah. you know. And um, so I, I think losing Martinez, yeah, is a blow. Uh, but ultimately, I think it's not as big as a blow as it would have been a few weeks ago because we have a lot more of those players. You have now uh, Casemiro back and uh, other players back as well, you know. So, um, Shaw's back. Um, trying to build that partnership with Rashford on the left again. Um, so let's see, you know, let's, let's see what the future brings. I think we can still win something this season. Um, FA Cup's a lottery. Uh, any team can get in there, so why not? You know, so, um, but why not? Rod, that we, that, yeah. That's what leads us on to because we're going to close the podcast as well, which leads me on just to the final question for both of you. Uh, there's two questions here, really. Um, Either one of you can start off with it. What will Liverpool win this season in terms of because they're still fighting on all four fronts? Um, so where will they finish in the league? Will they win the league or will they win any other trophy? And where will Man United finish? And will Man United win an FA Cup? Okay. I'll, so Navrat saying you go first. Okay, oh, fine. You want me to go first? Okay, no, we got that first. Got I it. think <laughs> I think I think we've had a a, a blessed draw. Uh, in the FA Cup so far in the last few rounds. Uh, the quarter, if if we beat, uh, get through the next round, uh, obviously it's going to get tougher in the quarterfinals and so forth. I think winning the FA Cup is very much possible. Um, top four, I think, might be a bit of a stretch. Uh, I think we'll finish fifth. is probably the best position I think we'll finish this season, in my opinion. And possibly in the FA Cup. So, yeah. The uh, group, same questions to you. Okay, so for, I think from a Liverpool perspective, I think they win the league. 
Um, and potentially, I mean, the League Cup against Chelsea, if they play like the other day, then that will be there. And then potentially the Europa League. Uh, so those three is probably what's in my mind. And through Man United, I actually think you're going to scrape. As long as you get no major injuries, you'll scrape into fourth. And I think it might go down to the last day of the season. Potentially goal difference, one point, two point in it. But I expect Man United to scrape into, into fourth because they are good when they've got all their players. Yeah. Well, it's, it's going to be a scrape. Narantzing, sorry. Narantzing, sorry. Uh, what was your yeah. predictions on Liverpool? Ah, Liverpool. I just get the feeling that City have got the experience, been there, done that. And mm. you just can't shake them off. I don't think City have played really well this season. But there they are, still with a game in hand. And what, two points off the top? And my gut tells me there's no heart involved in this because my heart doesn't want Liverpool or City to win. All right. <laughs> so my gut tells me it's, it's, I think City are probably just about just about get it. Just about get it. I'd, I'd like Arsenal, I suppose, to win it. I suppose out of three. Um, but uh, Arsenal don't have any. Any other trophy for Liverpool? Any other trophy for Liverpool? Carabao Cup guaranteed? I think yeah. I think they won the Carabao. I think they will. I think I think uh, Chelsea have got away with all the criticism because of United. Right? Yeah. Um, people are making up excuses left, right, and centre for Chelsea, uh, but um, I think Liverpool's hammer, hammer Chelsea, right in in the uh, League Cup final, um, and I still stand a good chance in Europe, uh, and a decent chance in the league. But although I think that you probably win the league, so, I'm gonna yeah. say United again. If we avoid injuries, then we'll get top four. If uh... Squad doesn't stay fit. No way. Are we. I don't. I don't even then see us getting fifth. As for Liverpool, definitely Carabao Cup in the bag and Europa League. Um, the good thing so is yeah, the good thing. Yeah. The good. The good thing is Martinez is cancelling to come back for the Liverpool game. Over. Massive thank you to you both for being on the panel. Thank you to our listeners as well. For always listening in if you have any suggestions and you want to come onto the podcast always feel free to contact us always uh, follow us on social media so on instagram is discuss underscore sing and you can find out all of our content um, and previous podcasts and this one on spotify thank you very much for listening see you on the next one <laughs>